Welcome in to the DNVR Draft Podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and I am joined by Andre Simone. How's it going, Andre? Good. How are you doing, man? I'm awesome. And uh, today, we're going to be running through day two of the draft, talking through all of the different trade scenarios that we could be looking at in rounds two and three, the guys we think the Broncos should be targeting and uh, we're actually going to mock every pick in the second round in the first segment, every pick in the third round in the second segment. And then by our count, we have seven questions um, yes. that we've either missed from podcasts in the past or from this podcast. And so we'll be getting through all those in the uh, final segment today. And that's kind of the plan. Um, we'll be back tomorrow to finish off our mock draft and then back Thursday for the DNVR live draft show uh you're gonna see a lot of me and dre and rk we're gonna be the the i've heard us be called the main three um and and so we're gonna talk you through it obviously mace will be heavily involved zach will be involved um and everybody else is going to be involved in some way too everybody at dnvr has a hand in this it's gonna be super cool that's gonna start about a half hour before the draft starts thursday night all right uh before we jump into this draft Let's talk just a tiny bit more about our good friends at Manscaped. Uh, Manscaped is incredible because they keep you hygienic and also looking your best. When you use Manscaped's products, don't think about using it for you. You know, at this point in the quarantine, you know, I I woke up this morning, I took a shower, I got out of the shower, I sat down right here uh, to, to start getting things planned for this podcast, and I realized I already smelled bad again. Like it just happened that quickly. Like maybe I showered poorly or something, but just like immediately I just could smell myself again for day after day. But then use run back in there, use that manscaped ball deodorant, um, all their other products, just, just kind of guess which areas the stink could be coming from. And now it's all resolved. There you go. If you guys want to go on your own smell adventure, you can hit up manscaped.com and use a code DNVR20 to save 20% off your purchase and also get free shipping with that code. You can get yourself different deodorants for different parts of your body. You can get yourself a lawnmower 3.0 to get all trimmed up. It's good stuff. We appreciate them. So support them with your business. All right. Um, we are just going to jump into this. We have yeah. a lot of picks to go through the next couple of days. Um, we're going to, I think today, still provide some analysis on all the picks. Uh, tomorrow, we may just be saying some names and going along. If we do anything that is really shocking to you and you want us to go back and touch on it again, you think that that's uh, you know, a worthwhile discussion, then you can always say, hey, why'd you pick Jalen Hurts with that pick? I don't know if that's right. a fit. And then maybe we can go back and explain a little bit more. Um, but because totally. we are making so many picks, 255 picks, something like that, we got to get cruising. Yesterday we did the first round. Uh, if you want to check out Twitter, we j- we're going to post uh, the full results of the first round of the draft underneath the tweet for this show. Um, so you can see, or we'll put it in the comment the, section on the site as well. Exactly. So you yeah. can see it there too. Um, before we start drafting with pick 33, which is the Bengals, um, 
the first pick for the Broncos, by the way, is at 46. Um, Dre, can you tell me about a couple of these guys you see on the board right now who you think the Broncos should really be keying in on, either as guys who you're hoping will slip to 46 or guys who you'd be willing to trade up for, maybe into the 30s? Yeah, totally. I remind everyone that we took Henry Ruggs with the Broncos in the first part of the mock. Uh, He kind of fell into their lap and they pounced. So now we're really targeting some offensive tackle options. I've got Austin, Josh, no, Josh Jones is off the board. So, and Mm -hmm. Austin Jackson is as well. Whoops. Let's go here. Austin Jackson is surprisingly still available. He is still available. I don't think he'll last long, but that's where I'm starting to look is that next tier of offensive tackles. So we have Jackson, Lucas Niang would be next on the list. Prince Tegawanagu, Shadik Charles, Isaiah Wilson are all in that range, kind of guys who you can uh, start early on in their careers. The interior guys are going to be intriguing. Everyone is still available. Cesar Ruiz, Lloyd Cushenberry, those are guys you might even target to move up. And while there's been a run on cornerbacks and defensive backs to kind of fill that fifth defensive back need, uh, there's still a decent amount of guys left. And that's who I'm keen in on with that kind of depth. We can wait the defensive backs out. Uh, We're monitoring the offensive tackles a little more closely and trying to jump up. And selfishly, if we're looking at doubling up on one receiver with Henry Ruggs, someone like LaVisca Chenault, might look really nice, but but we'll see if if we get greedy and make that pick. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's uh, some good analysis. Um, a couple other guys, you know, Grant Delpit, a safety, could have gone in the first round. He could be a good value, even though he isn't really a fit. He's basically Justin Simmons. Um, you, right. the, the, the general consensus top three running backs of DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor, still available. Christian Fulton could have gone in the first round. He's still available. Um, Jalen Johnson, the cornerback. So there are still some options here. Um, likely that one of the guys we named will still be available at 46. You want your pick, you jump up. But uh, let's just jump in. Uh, with the Bengals at 33, they already have Joe Burrow. As the board sits, where do you think they go? There's a need at edge rusher, and they've always liked longer edge rushers, and Yeter Grossmatos of Penn State. Odd prospect, length for days, nice moves, lacks elite bend, burst, even power. Uh, So he needs some refinement and just he he lacks some of those raw tools you want. But at this point in the draft, he's a decent value. All right. I like it. Uh, 34, the Colts are up with their first pick of the draft. First pick. And this is where... You know, you start to think of guys like Hertz or Jacob Eason Mm -hmm. or what have you. I don't know that that's really their profile. This is a team that's always looking at wide receivers, someone to compliment um, T.Y. Hilton. And guys who would look nicely there would be someone like Michael Pittman, I think would fit almost perfectly for them. And Pittman, to me, is a great value. He sits 31st on my board. This is the 34th pick. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the direction I'd be leaning in. I like it. Uh, moving along, now you have 33 uh, and – oh, oh, sorry, 35, and that's the Lions. Yeah, and they found their corner, and now they're looking for 
pass rushers. And that can either be big interior defensive linemen who bring some of that value, or it can be guys who aren't exactly Isaiah Simmons, but you can move around the formation a little bit. Then you have two guys who really fit that mold in Zach Bond and Josh Uche. Um, your choice as to which one you want to go with. I think it's Bond. I think Bond is a great fit. I think he's one of those hybrid players that, again, yes. this this the scheme, you look back at how the Patriots run it, and that's likely how Matt Patricia is going to run it, these uh-huh. hybrid end edge rusher cover linebackers. Right. You know? He's very Cal Van Noy-esque. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's a guy who kind of found finally reached his potential once he went to new England in that defense where he was used all around. Yeah. Uh, um, so in the first round, the giants, I believe took, were they Tristan, Tristan worse? Mm-hmm. And uh, now they're up for their second pick at number 36. Yeah. And they're just looking for some defensive help. Um, and especially in the front seven. So I think Marlon Davidson could be intriguing. Again, Josh Uche mm-hmm. as an edge, even though he's not a pure edge, um, could be quite intriguing. And yet they feel like a team who might um, pull the trigger on Grant Delpit here. That's exactly where I was going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, he's just such a good value. Maybe not their top need, but this is a team that has holes everywhere. And if you think that you can fill one of them, you know, uh, they could they could use some help at safety. Um, mm-hmm. Grant Delpit would make a lot of sense there. Yeah, I mean, even though he uh, certainly fell drastically down my board, uh, he's still 37th on my board, and that was the 36th pick. So that's where the value starts to match up with the talent. Um, all right, now we have the Los Angeles Chargers who went quarterback. Justin Herbert. At 37. And, man, bummer. I think it's Austin Jackson here. Oh, yeah, I see it. I, th- I think the tackle makes sense. I don't know how sense. you pass on him. You, yeah. it's, it's a good value. It's a position of need. I think it makes sense. Uh, Panthers at 38. Uh, they already took Isaiah Simmons in the first round. This is their second pick. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think they could go defense again? I do. I think that's kind of where they need to rebuild a bit more. And uh, Matt Rule is going to try to really have his identity while on offense, at least Joe Brady has his quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. He's got this versatile weapon in McCaffrey, who's perfect for a spread system. You know, you've got other guys like DJ Moore, Christian Samuels, who they've drafted highly the last couple of years. So I think offensively they feel a little better and they're okay with, you know, building around what Joe Brady wants and taking the long game. While on defense, they really need that, you know, immediate kind of injection of talent. Um, and they already have Simmons, so they're well along the, the way. But I think on the D-line, um, you could definitely see an addition. I think Marlon Davidson could fit quite nicely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good pick. Um, you have Christian Fulton staring you in the face right there too. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy who blue chip had all the hype has kind of slipped, but yeah, I think defensive line is more of a priority. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how the NFL that, cause he could easily go where we had AJ Terrell going at 19th oh, yeah. overall, you know, uh, that after Henderson and Okuda, obviously, very fluid where these corners will go it's it's all beauty is in the eye of the beholder what that really means it's it's scheme fit and stuff like that and what you're looking for um 
in your player and even your grading system and what it rewards over other things. All right. Uh, oh, now man. the Dolphins are on the clock at 39, making their fourth selection. They already, already. have Tua Tagovailoa. They already have Ezra Cleveland. They already have Xavier McKinney. Whew. Where Why do they go add from here? Cesar Ruiz? I think that that's, that's exactly where I was looking. Yep. It Jeez, makes a lot man. of sense. What value? Oh, wow. That yeah. team's going to get some players. Uh, Texans now making their first pick. First um, appearance on the board. Yep. And, another uh, candidate to go defense. Yes. Though I do wonder, I guess they overpaid Randall Cobb, but maybe another wide receiver. But yeah, yeah. you're right. I think defense is more of the obvious need. And we're starting to see a bit of a run on edge rushers and maybe some of these guys getting reached on to some extent. Who wouldn't be a reach at the position for me is Josh Uche, who I'm fairly high on after he really blew up the the senior bowl. And, you know, when you, when you watch the tape, he wasn't always getting regular playtime. This guy gave Tristan Wirfs a lot of trouble and Jedrick Wills a lot of trouble when they went head-to-head. So I think his resume speaks for itself. Uche, I think, is a great first pick for the Texans here. I agree. Let's pen that in. Uh, now 41, only a few picks from the Broncos. So again, this could be a spot. If, if the Browns still see themselves as a program that needs to keep adding pieces instead of just finding one or two gems, uh, yeah. maybe they're a, a potential trade partner. The Broncos can move up to 41 from 46. Um, still have the running backs on the board. Probably not where the Browns would go. Uh, still some intriguing cornerbacks. Um, yeah. Outside of Jackson, there hasn't been a run on tackles yet, and that's been fairly fortunate. Yeah, um, and the Browns already got their tackle, and Andrew Thomas uh, yep. picked 10 yesterday. Totally. So now I think you're looking at defense. You're looking at the interior of the offensive line. And in a zone-heavy scheme with a young offense, all that talent outside, you just invested in Conklin and Andrew Thomas. Be nice to have a center of the future. And you have Cushenberry staring you in the face. Yep. Sadly for the Broncos, this isn't great because you'd love for him to be an option at 46, but too good a value to pass up. Agreed. Uh, the Jaguars now on the clock at 42. Uh, they've already taken C.J. Henderson. They've already taken Justin Jefferson. Right, right. Where do they go from here? Yeah. Um, now, there are rumors, I think pretty well-founded, that Leonard Fournette could be traded. And Leonard Fournette isn't a fit mm -hmm. in that offense, mm -hmm. uh, which is more of a spread offense. He's an I-formation running back. Well, you know who would fit nicely in more shotgun looks and more spread looks is deandre swift he would whose who's drop needs to frankly end about this point um and to come away with jefferson swift and cj henderson you know maybe i didn't like henderson at nine but if you flip-flopped all those picks and swift and jefferson were your first rounders and henderson was your second like i kind of love that so i think yep. yeah swift is a nice little pick for them here the Bears now at 43, really closing in. Um, before we get to the Bears, which guys on this board, or, or who are your best available for the Broncos right now? LaVisca Chenault stands atop that board. Obviously, real injury questions here. Um, then you're looking at another wide receiver with high upside who maybe doesn't fit Denver, 
but Chase Claypool would be intriguing. Then Noah I is where you really start to get um, to a position of need, physical, raw corner from Auburn. Lucas Niang, the big right tackle from TCU. Brandon Ayuk, other speed weapon, Jalen Rhaegar. And so it continues. Trayvon Diggs, Prince Tegawanagu, and Bryce Hall. That's a threesome I'm really interested in. And then you're looking at guys like Jeremy Chin and Akeem Davis-Gathers who could really improve the speed sideline to sideline of your back seven and give you more coverage, range of coverage as well. So that's kind of the top guys left on my board at this point. All right. Uh, What do you think it would cost? Uh, if, If let's just say the Broncos wanted to move up from 46 to get to maybe a 43, a 41, just to move up a couple of spots if they're really keying in on one of those guys. Um, are we talking like throwing them your last third or is it more of a fourth, fifth, sixth type thing? Uh, well, if this uh, trade chart would load for me and it's not, um, I think you could get away with this with one of your lower thirds. Um, and, you know, maybe you could finagle two higher day three picks, but that's going to be a little harder. You know, you're only talking about moving up a couple spots too. And I don't feel like there's anyone that I'm at this point saying, oh, we have to move up because if they're gone, I'm really going to be bummed, you know? And and the reason I feel that way is that, Again, you have pick 77, 83, 95. Like you're, you're, oh, absolutely. With, with those picks, you're going to be able to fill in at receiver or center or tackle. And it may not be the, the same talent that you'd get with this pick with one of the guys that you just named. But because you do have all of those different places where you can kind of compensate to maybe not take your biggest need right here, it does give you more flexibility with this pick. Yeah, I mean, where I would have really tried to move up is in that top 35 or so to get that Austin Jackson. That, mm. that would have been worth that move up for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now at 43, though, the Bears still yeah. haven't made a pick thanks to that Mitchell Trubisky trade. Uh, what do they do here? It's not the Mitchell. It's the Khalil Mack trade. Oh, um, this one was think, the Khalil Mack, wasn't it? I think here's where you could see one of those corners go. Fulton or Jalen Johnson or Noah I um, that's the range where where you could see them going but they also have a need at safety where I think Antoine Winfield is too good a value to pass up yeah I think he would make a lot of sense up there too you know I mean maybe it's just stereotyping the whole like big 10 country and you know but having true. his dad yeah. in Minnesota like it yeah. does it does seem like yeah. this this makes a lot of sense could 100%. you imagine the bears getting antoine winfield junior dude after after the vikings had his dad for forever like hated oh. what a rivalry that could turn it's into such a it's such an nfc north pick uh, you're right now i love it that much more yep okay those pesky colts who have only made their first pick today and they went with Michael Pittman, added mm-hmm. him at receiver. <sighs> you know, quarterback would be really interesting for them. Or are they trying to make a run with Phillip Rivers and they need to need to give him as many weapons as possible? Yeah, I mean, they might paying, be bought in. They're paying their quarterbacks a lot between him and Bursette. You're right about that. And maybe they can just stand to wait 
I guess who would be interesting here might be Cole Komet with oh, the identity they're building offensively. Yes. More of a blocking tight end um, to kind of complement the wide receiver they just added. And, Getting you know, their run-heavy offense and protecting Phillip Rivers, you know. That's a big protecting Philip Rivers play because that's, the again, the type of tight end who's more of a leak-out type of guy and get him the ball in those disaster situations. Um, you know, yeah. let, let give Philip Rivers always the opportunity to get the ball out of his hand. You know, don't, don't force him to ever take a sack. I like that pick. This next pick, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, just looking for a few more weapons for Brady after adding Jedrick Wills. Uh, in the first round, so you've got him to protect. I've always been high on their running back, Ronald Jones, who had a terrible mm-hmm. rookie season, started to come along last year. But I think you could add to that, and you could add a nice complimentary um, north-south back like Jonathan Taylor. And I, I, I make this pick particularly as an homage to our great colleague, Andrew Mason, who I'm sure would love <laughs> this for his Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. And that brings us to the Broncos at number 46. Uh, some interesting options here too. I and mean, still J.K. Dobbins is on the board. Mm-hmm. You know, we got an interesting question that maybe brings that into place. So we can touch on that possibility later. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, cornerback would make some sense given how the board is falling. You know, Christian Fulton's yeah. not really a fit. Um, Noe Buenajini, he he would make some sense. Um, Bryce Hall can, and Trayvon Diggs make a ton of sense. I think uh, Trayvon Diggs. I think was he 49ers at 31? I have him. Oh, as I'm so sorry. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, the Bryce Hall though would, oh, would make yeah, a yeah. lot of sense. But I think the tackles are just the best option. Lucas Niang, Prince Tegawanagu. Hard to pass on those guys at this point. You you kind of need to feel lucky you even have one of them drop in your lap. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that size, Niang is a. Uh, so very appealing because he's he just he's an imposing presence and yeah he's a right tackle he needs to refine his body to be a little less sloppy but that length and those feet there's enough to where he could even be tested out on the left side um i just think he presents too good a value now if they want to go with more of an uh, athletic offensive tackle prince tegawanagu is a great alternative but all things equal, I think I'd be leaning Niang. All right. Uh, I think so too, but I do think that this would be a situation where I'd be tempted to trade down again. Um, yeah. You know, when we're right. sitting here at 46, right. you, you have those two tackles you like, and you don't want to miss out on either of them. But if you did, then maybe you still can snag uh, Matthew Pert, a Sadiq Charles, Ben Barch, Isaiah Wilson. Um, right. And that would mean that if you're, ending up taking those guys with 77, maybe you turn that 98th pick into the 70th pick by moving back to 50, 51, 52. Um, and, you know, so you still snag one of those guys likely. You, you try to get more assets. And if you take the risk and it doesn't work out, then that means there was a run on tackles and some of these cornerbacks are still around. So I'd be tempted to trade down here, try to get a couple late second picks instead of this mid-second pick. Um, but as it stands, yeah, I think the Yang makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it'd be great for me to move up, ensure you got Bryce Hall, or move move down and then maybe move back up, ensure you got Bryce Hall and one of those top two tackles. And, I mean, not to be greedy, but 
if LaVisca's fall continued, he's another guy I'd try to target and, and move within range to get. If you could finagle a way to use your four picks, you know, you move down here, add some more, and maybe use those five or six picks to to have yep. three picks in the range to take those three guys, Yep, that would be a dream scenario. I think that that is the dream scenario. Um, I also think that Jeremy Chin here would be a, a conversation that I would definitely be having. You know, and Akeem Davis Gaithers. For yeah. me, they're neck and neck on the list. If you want more of a linebacker, you you go Davis Gaithers. I don't love Chin coming downhill, but I get the tools. Mm-hmm. If you need more coverage, you go Chin. Exactly. Well, and that's why I went Chin, just because, you know, I, I look at the linebackers and say, right. you know, number one, A.J. Johnson, I'm happy with him in that role. Todd Davis is your number two linebacker? Sure. Yeah, I feel pretty solid about that. Uh, Josie Jewell is your three for sure. I feel like that's a good role for him. Joe Davis is your four. I, I think that that room just makes a lot of sense. And I think that as much as you'd like to upgrade it and get maybe more of a plus player there and seven average for their spot on the depth chart player. Um, I think that that can wait a year, uh, or maybe you grab a developmental guy, see if he works out. And if he doesn't work out, then next year you grab one. Whereas at safety, you know, as it stands today, you have Trey Marshall as your third safety. And he's a guy who I think makes more sense as a fourth safety at this point in his career. Maybe he becomes your third safety. Um, but that's why I just think that chin makes a lot of sense just in the way this roster is built. Um, but yeah, um, that's a lot of talking. Want to, want to pull the trigger on Yang? Let's do it. Let's do it. That's, that's just the responsible move there. Making sure you get your tackle, even though you could probably get one who may turn out to be even better a little bit later on and take one of these high upside guys. Yeah. Uh, now to 47 with the Falcons. That's Some where options. you'll see one of these corners go. Um, I think Jalen Johnson's the best system fit. Noah I's right there. Um, I really wonder how, how the NFL will see Noah I. I like him so much. He's still very raw, but I thought he was so competitive and seldom got beat. And I think you add, you just keep adding to that. I, I believe he's a former receiver. He could really prove to be one of the better corners. But I think for what they're looking for in that Seattle-style cover three press, Jalen Johnson is perfect. So that's what I'm pulling the trigger on. Let's do it. And some breaking news here as we're taping this that would have probably, or if if it all comes to, to be, would shake up how this draft plays out. Um, Rob Gronkowski is interested in coming back to the NFL if he could play with the Bucks and Tom Brady, according to Ian Rappaport. Um, and that would mean a trade would have to be worked out. Uh, who knows what Rob Gronkowski's trade value is like, but. I doubt very much. But I doubt very much too. Yeah. That's a fun one though. Yeah. I'm not sure that changes much in the I'm draft, a, but yeah, yet. still interesting. I, I thought you were going to read the tweet that just got put in our discord about Jerry Judy, maybe having some injury concerns that could lead to a drop. Oh no, I did not get that one. So we'll wow. see. I mean, it's, it's lying season. Nothing would surprise me at this point. So many lies. Um, um 48 okay. though, the jets. Yeah. So they already took Mekhi Becton. Now you're looking for that wide receiver mm-hmm. um, and you'd also like a little more talent at edge rusher on defense, but there are some great wide receivers left. They passed on someone like Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy in the first round. Um, Jalen Rhaegar, Brandon Ayuk, and KJ Hamler are not bad consolation prizes. I'm no. going to go with the guy that's slightly highest on my board, and that's Brandon Ayuk, unless you think Rhaegar or Hamler 
should I be think, prioritized. I think Ayuk makes a lot of sense here. Uh, he's a he's a good replacement for Robbie Anderson. Yes, uh, uh, quite the upgrade, if you ask. Me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Upgrade doing kind of the same thing though. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steelers with their first pick of the draft um, at number forty nine. Whew, that's another team that has some options. Um, yeah, you're looking at offensive line and don't um don't uh this you know don't overlook quarterback as being a possibility here. Yeah, I think that that's a good point too. Um wow. they be in the in the Jalen Hurts or even could Jacob Eason be their type of guy? Mm-hmm. Could they want to pull the trigger on a on an offensive weapon like LaVisca Chenault? Or might they just go with the best offensive lineman left on my board, which is Prince Tega Wanabu? Sure. Yeah. Or Isaiah Wilson, who might fit what they like to do. That's true. And Isaiah Wilson is, is getting so much hype right now. You know, that first round mock draft that we saw uh, last week. Um, let's do it. Isaiah Wilson. Yep. Now they do need more interior help than outside help, but I mean, I guess Wanagu fits better in that sense. But yeah, but we're gonna take Wilson. They're gonna develop him inside and then move him out. Chicago at fifty. Yeah, I mean, this is where that cornerback we passed on with their earlier second round pick, Christian Fulton, is still around. And at this point, I think that's pretty good value. That's a very good value. Let's do it. Uh, Another quarterback potential team, though, there. And I think the, the next team, the Cowboys, are quite sad that Fulton was taken off. Um, but Noah I is not a terrible consolation prize either. Agreed. And I think this could be another good spot for Chin, too. Yeah, good point. But, yeah, let's go Noah I. have to go to the next pick to the Rams. I think that would also make a lot of sense. All right, chin to the Rams at 52, on to 53. Uh, the Eagles already have Denzel Mims. Now they're on to their second pick. Yes, and we strongly considered a linebacker with that um, first pick, whether it be Kenneth Murray or Patrick Queen. Um, and we have two guys that have really grown on me. Um, Troy Dye and Akeem Davis-Gaithers still available. I think that... Um, you can't go wrong with either. I do think I'm leaning towards the Appalachian State Town, though. Let's do it. 54 now. Um, and again, when you look through this run, so so 46, you have Nyang, and then Jalen Johnson, Brandon Ayuk, Isaiah Wilson, Christian Fulton, Noah I, Jeremy Chin, Akeem Davis-Gaither. Those are a bunch of guys the Broncos could like. And that's why, again, when you're talking about this trade down, trading down to 51, that means you're coming away with your choice of Noah I, Jeremy Chin, Akeem Davis-Gaither, and moving up on another pick. Um, and so this is this this section of the draft where it is kind of tough to watch. As, as you go from pick 46 to pick 77, a lot of guys who we're going to really like are going to go off, to the, off the board here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, trying to figure out this, uh, this Bills pick. Um, it's a tough I one. Because I think... You know, obviously they didn't have that first rounder because of that Stefan Diggs trade they pulled off with the Vikings. Mm. Um, so this was their very first pick. Running backs in need, and we have J.K. So. Dobbins, Cam Akers really sliding. 
cornerbacks also need, but they're one of those cover two teams, right? So they only value yep. certain cornerbacks. I do wonder if Bryce Hall could be uh, could be considered here, though, which, of course, uh, was one of our targets. at The Broncos pick at 46, and now we're at 54. Um, so either one, you tell me. You want to go Dobbins here? I think it's Dobbins here. Adds to that identity. I'm sure people in Buffalo would love that. Um, hmm. Now wide receiver for the Ravens. Yeah. And, and Visca's I, still there. I really think this is where Visca could go. Yep. You know, pick 55. I, I think that's where... You just got to do it. Yeah. Especially if you're a team that's built the way the Ravens are built. Yeah. Okay. Visca off the board at 55 to the Ravens. Um, 56 now, the Dolphins, who've actually been pretty responsible with their picks, in my opinion. Yes. Um, filling needs. Maybe not quite as much flash. I mean, you still get two attack of Iloa, but we're talking about the four picks they've already taken now. Um, is this where they start to add some weapons? I think so, especially with some of these um, running back sliding. And even though it might not be their biggest need, they could easily take advantage of this depth that wide receiver and guys yep. like Rager or Hamler, even Chase Claypool and Brian Edwards still still dropping and being around in this range. Um, anyone that you would prioritize if you were in the Dolphins' shoes here? If I'm the Dolphins, uh, I know that I'm picking again in 14 picks. So I know that I'm looking for two guys here. I think I'm looking for playmakers with both. And I'm trying to find two who I think are going to be around. Um, I'm thinking a running back. I'm looking at a receiver. Uh, when you look at the receivers, you know, Jalen Rager, he's valued. K.J. Hamler, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Brian Edwards, a guy we like. Odds are one of those guys is still going to be around uh, yeah. 14 picks from now. You look at the running backs, and I think that Cam Akers, he's, he might be head and shoulders above anybody else. You could make a case for Antonio Gibson, I think, right. um, being pretty but close there's a drop there. off. But I yeah. think there is a drop-off. And so if I'm them, I'm taking Cam Akers and saying he's a good tool for a young quarterback. Very well put. Very well put. Um, the Rams now at 57 already took Jeremy Chin as kind of their mobile linebacker replacement. Mm-hmm. Now they're looking to maybe add a corner, maybe an edge rusher. Um, a guy who kind of stands out for me might be a, a bit of a reach, but you're gambling on upside would be Julian Okarawa, Okawara mm. of uh, Notre Dame, or even Terrell Lewis, both who really have high upside um, as edge rushers, but for whatever reason, partially injuries and not always being on the field, uh, never lived up to that, to their true yep. potential in college. And and what do you think? What do you think the Rams do? This team, the way it's built right now, with the leadership it has in place, do they want the risk, or do they want to? Do they think that just getting a few more solid role players will fill up the holes? You know, the other interesting thing, and I don't think they're building long term. As I don't either. But they did sign Andrew Whitworth, who's like forty. Um, <laughs> you know, to another year, so maybe finding a replacement at offensive tackle. Uh, would make good sense. And you do still have some very talented ones in Prince Tegawanagu and Shadiq Charles uh, left. And maybe with how they operate on offense, you know, zone blocking scheme, mm-hmm. those more mobile guys like Prince Tegawanagu at this point might be too good a value to pass up. 
I I would agree. And you know, as much as you like a guy like Aquara or uh, Terrell Lewis, Jeremy Chin kind of can do both of those jobs. Right. And that doesn't mean he can do them both at the same time. And he definitely no. can't do both and play safety at the same time. But whatever does turn out to be your most pressing defensive need, essentially Jeremy Chin should solve that problem for you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And now, though, I think the Vikings who passed on an edge rusher for a wide receiver in the first round when they also picked up a cornerback, here's where they could pounce and take um, Lewis or um, Julian O, who, uh, you know, have all that upside. And going off this uh, TDN board, we'll just take Lewis and move on from there. And, uh, boy, the... (laughs) There's another team that could pounce on one of those edge rushers in the yep. Seahawks, and I actually think we'll just keep that. Interesting how there's been a real run on edge rushers here in the There has. There it's has. It's a pretty big need. It, it, the Broncos are so lucky they have that filled because these aren't great prospects and there isn't a lot of depth, so teams really are having to uh, reach a little bit to get their guys. Absolutely. Meanwhile, the Broncos are just taking advantage of all the depth at their spots. Um, and then you get to the Ravens. You know, I, I think that this is a spot where you could see them go offensive line and just build and try yes. to get heavier because uh, that seems to be kind of their identity. And they've bought in. They they added their run stuffer on defense and Kenneth Murray. They added Visca. Do you think that this is where they uh, build on I side? Yes. I think I think that this could I be do. a sneaky Antonio Gibson spot too. Ooh. Antonio Gibson and Visca, maybe you're doubling up on that versatility, but I think that they have room in their offense to, to put both those guys in good situations. I think Mark Ingram um, has proven throughout his career that he's at his best when, when he can uh, share some time with a running back when needed. Uh, I, I think that Eno Benjamin, or not Eno Benjamin, Antonio Gibson could uh, I like that could a lot. be fun. You know, Chase Claypool would be interesting for them. <sighs> he would be. But yeah, I don't know that they can go to. Let's 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 have fun. Let's have some fun. Uh, Sixty-one, the Titans, uh, making their second pick, and with their first pick, they took AJ Epinesa. Right, who kind of fills that interior defensive line role? They are still looking for an offensive tackle. Matthew Pert feels very much like their vibe. They would have okay. loved for Isaiah Wilson to drop to them. I think Pert for them makes more sense, though, than a Shadiq Charles. Okay. So, you know, lacking a little length. Um, and Both are very raw, but Pert, I think, fits nicely with what they're looking for. Um, we already gave Ross Blacklock to the Packers, who are yep. looking for a wide receiver and tight end. Chase Claypool is a guy I've seen mock to them in the first round. He's still available. At this point, he's my best available player. I think that's too good a value for them to pass up. All right. Uh, Next up, we have the Chiefs at 63. Where do they go now? Again, they took Clyde Edwards-Elaire in the first round. I um, would hate to break Broncos fans' hearts and give them Tyler Biadash. Luckily, I think there's even better value with some of the corners remaining on the board with what they were able to do last year with some of that versatility in their backfield. Um, Guys like Tyron Matthew, of course, and uh, Juan Thornhill. 
I think they could add another guy like that in Bryce Hall and wow. uh, really, really be versatile on the back end. That would be very versatile. Uh, and I think that that'll also do it for our first round. We've got one more pick, the Seahawks. At oh, 64. that's right. They switched. Chiefs should be the last, though. They should. Whatever. <laughs> they don't deserve this. Um, yeah, so what are we looking at? The Seahawks had a great pick in Josh Jones. Then they kind of did what the Seahawks do and selected um, Julian O just mm-hmm. a few picks ago. What's interesting here is there's a lot of receiver talent still left and I could see them targeting someone like Rhaegar or KJ Hamler and making out like bandits here. Yeah. Yeah. That Tyler does Lock- feel right. You know, there's already Tyler Lockett there. So you got to be creative and find a way to make those two speedsters but I think you could him. do it. I mean, you look at what the Chiefs do, and again, it's the mobile quarterback. Exactly. And when you have those speedy receivers, sometimes it takes them a second to get open. You're waiting for them to be able to run across the field away from whoever's covering them. I think Russ can do that, especially with the additional oh. time that Josh Jones will give him. Totally, totally. And they, yeah, well put. So, Rhaegar, best guy available on my board. I think it's time to get him off of that board. Yep, I think so too. I think, though, a guy like Rhaegar just dropped to the end of the second round. Yeah, and I don't think it's that crazy. No, it's not. No, it really isn't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's going to do it for the first round. And now uh, we want to tell you about our good friends over at the farmhouse at Breckenridge Brewery. The farmhouse is incredible. Uh, so much good food. They have all sorts of different things. And they have specials every night, too, uh, at at, at good prices, you're gonna you're going to love what you see if you jump on their website and uh, look at what your options are. They're delivering still. They have curbside pickup. Um, so if you order and use the code DNBR, you can save five dollars off your meal. Uh, jump in there, grab yourself some food, grab yourself some beer. Uh, it's good stuff. Can't recommend it enough. Plus, if you're just interested in beer, you can always go to the website, check out the uh, beer locator. And it'll tell you where you can pick up uh, some Strawberry Sky, a 15-can sampler, Vanilla Porter Jr., whatever it is that you are interested in trying. Um, Also, check out MSU Denver online. Uh, They've been really supportive through all of our stuff we're doing with the draft. Um, Really, really appreciate them. And we're also kind of excited. I know a few of us are going to be taking some classes uh, so we can tell you what it's like. Excited about that. And uh, if you want to join us, there are over 40 online and hybrid programs uh, that you can you can complete from the happiness of your own home. Um, it's really convenient. Over 750 different classes online. Take advantage of this stuff. If you want to change career fields, if, you, if you're just interested like I am in some of these classes, um, or if you want to advance yourself in the current uh, career field go get yourself right. another degree um go to msudenver.edu backslash online and they'll hook you up with all the information you could possibly need there My we best go. available now entering the third round as you add those guys in you're looking at more depth at wide receiver brian edwards kj hamler um first top guys 
on my board. Then you're looking at Shadiq Charles. So you still have a little talent left at offensive tackle. Um, Tyler Biadash still there. I don't think he'll last long, but he's still there. Still some nice interior defensive linemen like Neville Gallimore, who has high upside, and Justin Madbuki. And then um, Troy Dye at linebacker still around. And um, Jalen Hurts, finally, would be the last of my second-round graded talents still available. All of my first, all of the, the guys ranked higher than 51 on my board are gone. Yeah, that's that's some really great stuff. So many names. You know, when we're talking about the Broncos potentially trading up from uh, pick 15, giving up two third rounders, you know, you're, you're giving up the 77 that's on its way. Uh, you're giving up maybe that 83. Uh, maybe you have to give up the 95. You know, the, maybe it's the 118 in the fourth round that you have to give up. But, but these are the guys that you're looking at. Meanwhile, when we talk about trading back from 15, seeing if you can, um, you know, snag a Denzel Mims, maybe a Josh Jones at 20, um, instead of hoping that, uh, Jerry Judy or Henry Ruggs or one of those receivers or tackles falls to at 15. You know, these are the picks we're talking about. You know, I think you could pretty easily pick up a second round pick if you wanted to move down to say 22, 23. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, that, that means that pick would have already been used. One of these guys that you just named uh, one of the guys at the end of the second round. And there's a lot of talent here. Maybe you pick up a couple of thirds, maybe you turn those sevenths, those sixth into thirds. Mm-hmm. Um, and can well, snag I mean, a couple more of these guys. Let's not get crazy. I mean, it's possible. Throwing those no, seven, it's get, not. Trade not down sevens and six, Hank. That's too oh much. no, but but I mean, like if you trade down from fifteen too. Oh, if you do that, okay. okay like that's important. throw sure. in like those as sweeteners because you don't need that many the main picks. You know, sure. There's there's a way to land a bunch of these guys, like to land a Bryce Hall, a Chase Claypool, uh, a Prince Tagawanagu, and like five five of that group of name is not out of the question if you want to make some moves. Right. No, totally. That's really true. Okay. Uh, third round though. Bengals Six, started off. Sixty five Bengals. Uh, they've addressed quarterback obviously with Justin Burrow. They've addressed their edge rusher uh, with Yeturgras Matos. Um, what do they do now? I think it's time for Tyler Piadash to come off the board. Um, mm. Too good a value to pass up. Really, really kind of, you know, Zach Taylor is going to run more zone stuff, so maybe not a perfect fit. Maybe they'd rather wait later on for someone like Nick Harris, but Piadash, uh, it's too good a value right now. So we're going to get him off the board here. Yep, agreed. And I mean, that's a dream scenario for the Bengals, pairing a, a young quarterback with a young, start, smart center. And it's like Peyton Manning and Jeff Saturday is what you're hoping there. Uh, next up, 66, the Redskins have Chase Young, didn't have a second-round pick, making their second pick now. Yeah, and I think with the needs they have, being able to still uh, draft an offensive tackle like Shadiq Charles is just incredible value for them to try and protect uh, Dwayne Haskins and uh, you know have some insurance for this whole Trent Williams situation. And that's what they're going to do. All right, uh, 67, the Lions already have cornerback, already have, uh, I mean, technically an edge rusher, but uh, Zach Bond can do a bunch of different things. This right. is their third pick. Yeah, I think they might stick defense with this pick as well and address the next level of the defense, which is the defensive line. 
and someone like Neville Gallimore and the pressure he can create from the interior, I think is very intriguing at this pick. So I agree. That's where I'd go. And now we're within 10 picks of the Broncos again. Um, 68 now, the Jets, uh, they've gone tackle, they've gone receiver. Ah. Boy, the waiting on edge rusher has a... Uh, has been tough on them. They're just not at any point in the first or second round where the value lines up nope. to, to reach on one. And at this point, the options they have, you know, it's not like there, there are only bums remaining, but uh, it's not great. Where they could add a little more talent, though, is in their cornerback room where there's still a lot of value, especially with Damon Arnett, Troy Pye Jr., and Cameron Dantzler. And I think here's where uh, Arnett especially should come off the board. Let's do it. Okay, 69 now. Uh, the Panthers already have uh, – oh, who'd they take? They took uh, Simmons in the first round. That's right. Uh, yep. And then they took Marlon Davidson in the second round. Just kept adding to the defense, and this might be another team like the Lions that goes three for three and takes advantage of the cornerback depth that we're seeing at this point. And here's where I could see Cameron Dantzler come off the board. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Uh, and now, again, the Miami Dolphins, who already have Tua Tagovailoa. They already have Ezra Cleveland, Xavier McKinney, Cesar Ruiz. Uh, is that it? No, Cam Akers also. Mm-hmm. They're making another pick. What do they do? Well, remember on that Akers pick, we decided to wait on wide receiver because we said one would drop at this point. And right. sure enough... Someone a pair to Devontae Parker, Alan Hearns, and Albert Wilson uh, quite perfectly would be K.J. Hinn. Yep. And during that wait, they decided to wait the 14 picks. Um, Antonio Gibson went off the board, so that likely would have been Cam Akers if they hadn't made the move. Um, on the receiver side, Claypool and Jalen Rager both went off the board. But yeah, Hamler seems like the, the top choice, and I think they're probably happy with the way they played that. Yeah, and now we have the Chargers who could be in the market for an interior offensive lineman or a cornerback. And again, I think here's where we see a bit of a run on corners, not what you like to see if you're the Broncos kind of waiting this out at pick 77. And I worry that Troy Pride Jr. is going to go here. Wow, could you imagine those DBs now? Yeah, I mean, you know, with uh, Casey Hayward there, you've uh, Chris Harris, you had a guy like that on on top of Derwin James back there. Not bad. It's not a bad situation to be in for the Chargers. All right, five picks away from where the Broncos will be making their next selection. Uh, Who are the guys on the board who you're keying in on if you're the Broncos? Yeah, I mean, we're really starting to talk about is it is it worth it to just pull the trigger on another wide receiver and really build that unit up? Um, are we looking to pl- for a plug-and-play center in Tyler Biadash? Are we looking to add a little more defensive line depth in Justin Matbuki? Or maybe shore up that linebacker spot with Troy Dye? With this run on corners, I think that fifth defensive back becomes a little harder to fill. I'd consider guys like uh, Terrell Burgess or Michael Oge, um, but I think we can wait on them with two more third-rounders. 
So I'm really kind of keen in on those help in the trenches, linebacker, and maybe another wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I think uh, so. Biotish is off the board. So if you want oh, a center, about that. yep, it's looking like Matt Hennessy um, mm-hmm. could be right. an option. Um, mm-hmm. At receiver, you still have Brian Edwards would be my top uh, with Donovan Peoples-Jones behind him. And then you have the slot guys, Van Jefferson, KJ Hill. To me, I'm locking up Brian Edwards here uh, if, if I'm the Broncos and that becomes a possibility. Uh, but, you know, Darnay Holmes at cornerback excites me. Um you know, the safeties, yeah. I'm not quite as high on Kyle Duggar. Um, this no, whole I mean, group. I think it's Burgess, guys like that, who are yep. more intriguing, those versatile um, defensive backs. But again, we can wait, you know. Agreed. Uh, so, the Cardinals at 72, what are they doing? Good question. I think... Um, their only they, pick so far, by the way, Derek Brown. Derek Brown. I think they kind of want to try to keep adding to that offensive, uh, defensive talent. Um, I don't think offensive tackle is as much of a pressing need as it might look on paper in that offense and how things are structured. Um, so really kind of looking at some options, both at edge, which is depleted, and linebacker where you have a little more talent and this is going to be a heartbreaker, but I think Troy Dye will go here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, let's throw Troy Dye out. Uh, pick 73 now, the Jaguars. Uh, they've taken Justin Jefferson. They've taken C.J. Henderson. Uh, and they've also taken a running back to replace uh, Leonard Fournette and DeAndre Swift. And I think here's where, you know, early on they could have gone Derek Brown or Kinlaw. Here's where they filled that interior defensive line need um, with Justin Madbuki, who's kind of a, um, you know, head and shoulders above the the other remaining defensive tackle options. Yep. Uh, 74 now, three picks from the Broncos. It's the Browns. Yeah, who are looking. They could consider another interior defensive lineman, if not, more safety linebacker and here's where i'd take kyle duggar and uh give him to them or maybe ashton davis is more of a of a fit um but i think duggar i think duggar works yeah uh the colts now they see we haven't had this run on quarterbacks yet maybe this is where it starts maybe now that they've uh snagged a couple of their guys and commit uh Mm -hmm. they've they've found the receiver and michael Pittman. it could be time to get the long-term replacement not even that long for philip rivers i wonder if someone like jalen hurts presents extra value in that he could be used in special packages early in his career Mm. even if he's not the full-time starter i could also see them be the kind of team that likes jacob eason i mean if you're willing to pay philip rivers that kind of money clearly like handling like pressure isn't the biggest concern for you Mm or quarterback mobility isn't the biggest concern. So maybe Jacob Eason is more appealing to a team like them than others. Uh, any direction you would be leaning on? Cause I could make a case for either. That's tough. You know, Jacoby Brissett, the mobility makes you think that they were kind of moving toward wanting more mobility at quarterback before they got Phillip rivers. But I think Jacob Eason makes a lot of sense um, as, as a replacement for Phillip rivers. Sounds good. 
Let's do it. Um, 76 now, the last pick before the Broncos, and it's the Buccaneers. Um, maybe this is the pick they end up trading for Gronk, but we'll see how that all shakes out. Um, yeah, um, another potential um, Eason landing spot right Very here. much so. And, uh, yeah, wide receiver and interior offensive line listed as their biggest needs. I'm not so sure about wide receiver, but, hey, the value of giving uh, Brady an extra weapon here is uh, is too much. And I think more than Brian Edwards, who's the best player available for me, guys like Van Jefferson and K.J. Hill, more of those natural slot guys, would fit in um, – really nicely here so again I'll, I'll i'll leave you the the multiple choice pick i think it's kj hill here and that means Perfect. the broncos um for me i'm pounding the table for brian edwards here um you know i think that i would have been hoping that there were more receivers on the board still um you know guys like kj hill are still on the board maybe you still have hamler on the board maybe you still have rager on the board um, but because there's been this little run in the last 15 or so picks, um, I'm just locking up my guy, Brian Edwards. Um, but again, there are some possibilities. Uh, Raekwon Davis is a good value. Jordan Brooks at linebacker. If you want to go the linebacker route is a guy yeah. who I'm still kind of interested in. Matt Hennessy could be your starting center. I do. I think with kind of how the center now look, Hennessy could have easily been the pick for the Bengals and Biadas would have been around here. Mm-hmm. Um, in that I case, think Tennessee probably... should be in the running. Um, but yeah, the value at wide receiver might be so good that you can't really pass it up. And uh, now we have confirmation from Adam Schefter that actually will not be um, the Patriots pick. The Buccaneers will hold on to that third round pick, but they're trading their fourth round pick for Rob Gronkowski in a seventh. Is that right? Yep. Pending a physical. Wow. Crazy. Gronk to the Bucks. Wow. Good thing we didn't draft them a tight end. KJ Hill now in that offense. Wow. Okay, that's gonna be something. Um, what are the you Broncos know, gonna do though? The other thing could be guys like Kayvon Wallace, Terrell Burgess. I mean, I know we don't Darnay want Holmes. the cornerback options. I like Darnay Holmes. Yeah, yeah. I but, think Matt Hennessy is the guy you kind of got to get in front of and, and draft with how okay. things. Okay, and again, there's only six picks here, and I, you know, you like Ojemudia. But maybe you're right. Maybe I mean. A I mean, third wide receiver is too good to pass on. To me, 77, 83, 95, you're hoping to get Brian Edwards, Matt Hennessy, and Darnay Holmes. That's what I'm looking at here, ideally. Um, for me, Darnay sure. Holmes, um, if you don't get him, OJ Mudia is a, 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 a replacement that you're all right with. Um, but uh, I don't think that there are guys like Hennessy or Brian Edwards. So I'm, I'm probably going to try to use that third pick on Darnay Holmes. Um, if all shakes out, right. He likely won't be there, but that's how it works. So I'm, I'm probably taking Hennessy or Edwards here. Yeah, let's go Edwards. I mean, screw it. Best player available by a mile on my board. So let's, let's do, it. do it. Yeah. Okay. Who holds on six picks? Uh, now we have the Falcons at 78. Yeah, and they um they've already took taken a cornerback and a defensive lineman with uh Kinlaw and Jalen Johnson, if I'm not mistaken. You're looking for running back help, edge rushing help. Mm. Ah. 
Yeah, it's an interesting group. It's an interesting group of, of remaining players here. Trying yeah. to figure out where the best value is. I guess a bit of a cover linebacker. Yeah, maybe Jordan Brooks or Willie Gay Jr. is a guy who I think could go very high mm-hmm. despite not really playing much. Um, Who, who's higher on your board? Uh, between Brooks and Willie Gay Jr.? Yeah. Uh, Gay Jr., I'm not super high on Brooks. The injuries worry me. And Marcus right. Bailey is the highest remaining linebacker on my board though let's give him willie gay jr there you go um now the jets this could be a spot where you miss out on hennessy because you uh took brian edwards and again looking back these picks now 78 you got the falcons 79 the jets uh 80 81 you have the raiders so the raiders took cd lamb the jets already took uh uh one of those speed guys which ones which one did they get Ayuk, um, uh, they had Ayuk, yeah, and then no, they won't go Hennessy because they they just paid Connor McGovern. That's, that's right, they did get McGovern. So I think they'll go with the top guard on a board. Mine would be Natane Muti, but there are injury concerns there, of course. I think Jonah Jackson could make a lot of sense, or even Robert Hunt with what they're looking for. Especially because those are kind of tone setter guys to add with Becton, which is exactly nice. that's why I'd go Hunt. Yeah, let's do that. I love that. That's perfect for them. Okay, um, Raiders have back-to-back picks. Broncos are only f- three picks away. They are. They are. Um, so wow. interior defensive line is a need for the Raiders. Raekwon Davis is there. We know how they love big school blue chippers. It's a perfect I could pick. also see them being interested in Jalen Hurts, but I think Raekwon Davis is the more logical move right now yep well and they have two picks so you get raekwon davis you could still go hurts here i kind of feel like you should go hurts see what happens he's the best available and gruden's talked about how this his view on mobile quarterbacks and undersized quarterbacks has really changed as, as guys, has everybody kind of prioritizes right absolutely yep. it's just been over the a long time period well they signed marcus Mariota, in fact so now you yeah. add Hurts to that mix. Who can that do that quarterback room? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, now the Cowboys at eighty-two. Um, I'd look. I mean, Ashton Davis Ashton is Davis great value sense. here. Yep. Yep. Back seven help for them. Um, and the so Broncos will have Matt Hennessy, and you still have those defensive back options for the Broncos. Yep. So no defensive backs off the board. Um, I just think that Hennessy's kind of irreplaceable. Either you get a starting center or you don't. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because then the Broncos draft again. Oh, I guess there's 95. a longer wait. Okay. 12 picks. 84, the, um, the Los Angeles Rams did get their linebacker with Jeremy Chin kind of playing that role. They're still looking for corners. They're still looking for edge rushers. And this, I'm afraid, might be where we see Darnay Holmes go. Yep. Again, he seems like a perfect fit there. Beautiful. The Lions finally needs to start adding on offense, and I think they go interior O-line. Jonah Jackson's a pick we considered a few picks ago. They go with him. We are back to the Buffalo Bills, who got their running back a few picks ago. Now it's time for another edge rusher or corner team. Curtis Weaver? Curtis Weaver can make good sense, yes. He's kind of a beefy guy who fits there. Patriots now. 
Patriots. It's been a minute. Um, they could do so many different things. Yes. They already have uh, Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. But it's the Patriots. They could still go quarterback. You never know. What about a guy who fills two needs, a quarterback and wide receiver and special teams returner in Lim Bowden? Does or, that sound like a Patriot to you? Because it sounds like a Patriot to me. Yeah, kind of does. Van Jefferson sounds like a Patriot to me. And mm-hmm. I mean, they like big school guys with uh, guys who coached in the NFL as their coaches. Donovan Peoples-Jones fits that description to a T. He does. I don't know Any that he's the perfect fit, though. Cool. I don't no. love him as, as much Nikhil as Nikhil Harry. Exactly. Don't compliment each other very well. I Tight think, end would be in the mix too, but I don't think there's anyone worth that kind of value right now. No, I think Troutman could be interesting. But again, and see, going to the Broncos, you know, imagine if they had added like an 87. Imagine that that's the pick they got and they have another one here. Um, maybe you do go tight end because you're going to have enough picks to kind of fill a bunch of those spots that you think you have needs. Yeah, I mean, but if, they don't need tight ends, Henry. I know, but they could get a like a, a, another fun one, a, a fast guy, somebody who's versatile, just open things up. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I, I mean, Albert O would be the only guy I'd endorse with that. Okay, I guess that's fair. Sell me on Albert O, then I'm okay. Yeah, and no, I guess that's I mean, more of like a, if a Cole Komet falls, I guess you really need the value to be right, but yeah, it just isn't here. So Van Jefferson or Lim Bowden for the Patriots? I think it's Bowden. Let's do it. I think Jefferson's more of your traditional Patriots fit, but I could see them getting a little more creative. They don't have Tom Brady anymore. Jefferson would be a nice fit at the next pick where the um, New Orleans Saints are selecting at pick 88. It, he they kind of need another wide receiver. Yep. Um, now we're back to the Minnesota Vikings who need help in the trenches on both sides. Um, they've lost some important players. Uh, I could see them going with more of a gap-stuffing guy or more of a penetrator. If you want your penetrator, Jordan Elliott is there. If you want your gap-stuffers, Lakey Fotu, Devon Hamilton, Rashard Lawrence are all available. And ah, I, I think they might be looking for a rusher. I do, too. I think Jordan yep. Elliott is uh, maybe the pick right here, and we will move that along. And now it's only the second pick for the Texans who took Josh Uche with their first pick. Yeah, crazy. I still think they're in the trenches. I think Devon Hamilton could make sense there. There you go. Getting a stuffer up front, a replacement for DJ Reader. I think, um, yeah, yeah, no, totally, totally. And Raiders. Safety for the Raiders. Terrell Burgess is still around. Kevin Wallace is still around. Uh, Aloy Gilman's still around. All three of those guys, kind of big program studs who I could see um, being nice fits for what the Raiders are looking for. The highest ranked on my board is Kayvon Wallace. Let's do it. Uh, Or no, it's actually Terrell Burgess. Okay, let's do it. Perfect. And that versatility is going to be nice for them. And that one hurts four picks before the Broncos. Certainly does. Um, The Ravens have danced around it, but they need a little more help on the interior offensive line. Here's where that injury risk for Natane Muti at pick 92, I think, is uh, easier to stomach, and that's why he's my selection here. I like it. Uh, Next up is the Titans at 93. Two picks and then the Broncos. This is another corner edge rusher type team. Um, I could say see Jonathan Greenard fitting very well. The versatile um, 
mobile uh, edge rusher, outside linebacker for the Florida Gators. Let's do it. Packers at 94 now. Here's where we could see a tight end. And um, rather than Troutman or Jacob Breland, who's my favorite, Oh, really? They do have Chase Claypool, who would be really interesting. Or they could just take Hunter Bryant, who maybe is the guy that the NFL likes best because he's got that frame and he's got the receiving upside. So I would go Bryant. Now you've added Chase Claypool and Hunter Bryant. Those are two big bodies who can move really well for you. Yeah, this might be a linebacker spot too. Yes, yes. I could see that for sure. With Mike Harrison, Logan Wilson, or even Jordan Brooks still around. I think Bryant makes sense, though. Perfect. Hunter Bryant, tight end of Washington. It is the Broncos are back up. Mm. Pick 95. And here's really where you want to add some defensive help after adding, you know, you got your offensive tackle in Niang. You got your wide receiver in Ruggs. And you got your center in Matt Hennessy. Now, linebacker, cornerback, defensive lineman, what can we get here? Is it so? Let's just run through it from back to front. Safety, uh, you you like guys like uh, Aloe Gilman, Kevon Wallace, cornerback. Uh, we're we're big fans of Michael Ojemudia. He's probably the top option there. Uh, linebacker, you've got Jordan Brooks. You've got Malik Harrison. Uh, you've got Davion Taylor. Uh, you've Logan got Wilson. Logan Wilson from Wyoming. Uh, mm-hmm. So a whole bunch of options there. Even Marcus Bailey from Purdue. Um, mm-hmm. Defensive line, you know, Rashard Lawrence, Lawrence, uh, Lakai Fotu, yeah. uh, Laurel Murchison, or even, I mean, again, this is where if, if they'd already plugged a couple of those needs, maybe you look at a guy like Jabari Zaniga. But the way right. the picks are spread out right now, that's not. Oh, a, a and I forgot, we, we also got Brian Edwards. Yeah. So you have your two receivers, you have your tackle, you have your center. Yeah. Um, I really think this pick should come down between Kayvon Wallace and Logan Wilson. Okay. And I no, was thinking, no, I'm sorry, and Marcus Bailey. Oh, okay. And I was thinking it should come down to Kayvon Wallace or O.J. Mudia. So yeah. want to go yeah. Kayvon Wallace then? Let's do Kayvon. Uh, I mean, I think an upgrade on what Will Parks was for Yep. In yep. coverage, at least, and perfect Fanjo guy. You can play him close to the to the line of scrimmage, press. Good tackler. He's involved in everything. I really like that pick. This is turning out to be a nice draft. It's realistic. It's not crazy like some of the simulators we get, but a very nice class is what this is shaping up to be for the Broncos. Yep. Um, all right, ninety six now. Uh, the Chiefs. This is. Let's see. Oh, wow. They, they really have some options here. I think Marcus Bailey might be the pick here. I just love him, mm-hmm. and they can kind of risk on a guy with having missed the whole season and the injury concerns. Or maybe they value that mobility that a guy like Jordan Brooks or even a Davion Taylor offers oh. at the position. Interior O-line, I just don't see a ton of value unless they go like Nick Harris and... Um, and they can make him fit in their system. Yeah, and well, and you know, the Chiefs value speed so much offensively, maybe it's time to add some speed at linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So you think Jordan Brooks? Let's do it. 
All right. Uh, the Browns at 97. At 97, the Browns could go linebacker as well. I think Malik Harrison or Logan Wilson, you can't really go wrong. Let's give him Malik Harrison. There you go. Keep him in Ohio. Local product, exactly. The Patriots are up. They could add a tight end. They could add an edge rusher, a little more help on the offensive line, even a linebacker. Um, And so here I do feel like they could finally shore up that tight end need. And a guy like Bryce Hopkins from Purdue feels like he could fit really nicely for them. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking Thad Moss, too. And maybe that's mostly yeah. because of the Randy Moss connection. But, you know, Thad Moss, Lynn Bowden, um, Jordan right. Love, that's a fun group that you're adding. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That I just think is kind of undersized. And Hopkins brings a little – he's got a little pop to him. Which is um, also what Gronk has. Yeah, That's what kind of made got, him such a fit. Yes, Hopkins has more pop and burst and separation off the line. Oh, that sort of pop. Yeah, that sort of pop. I, I know it's... I, I Physical pop. Perfect. There are so many pops. Okay, let's go Hopkins. True. Perfect. Um, 99, the Giants. I think we'll kind of see a mini run on linebackers here. I could see Logan Wilson going to them. I could see Marcus Bailey going to the Giants here. Preference? Mm. I think it's Marcus Bailey. Perfect. Uh, Back to the Patriots again, who now could really address. I mean, they could go Logan Wilson. They could go Logan Wilson. I'm trying to look at edge rusher, make sure I'm not overlooking anyone that would fit for them. You know, a guy like Jabari Zuniga in New England would be quite intriguing. But Logan Wilson makes sense too. So we can do Logan if you want to do that. Let's do that. Perfect. Seahawks now. Wow. They've gone tackle. They've addressed the edge. They have their receiver. Now what? Well, I could see them addressing the interior defensive line, adding a little more beef. Someone like Lakey Fotu would fit nicely, or even Richard Lawrence. Let's give him Fotu. Perfect. Keep him on the Pac-12. Now you have the Steelers, who I think with Lawrence could try to replace what they lost in Javon Hargraves. So yep. that's an easy pick. One of then three you get Eagles. The Eagles, who need some corner or safety help. And Michael Oge, his versatility to kind of address both spots could be very intriguing. That's who I would give them. Here. Let's do it. We are back to the Rams, and I keep reminding myself they already took a linebacker because that's kind of how we have them implementing that Jeremy Chin pick. And here they could use an edge rusher. Jabari Zuniga or Kenny Wilkins really stand out. I give him Zuniga. I think the physical traits is something that they will value. Beautiful. The Vikings come up and could use a little offensive line help. Yep. We will give them that for Gary Kubiak's offense in the form of Nick Harris, who's perfect for that kind of zone blocking. And with the final pick of the third round, your Baltimore Ravens, because with how we're drafting for them, they are now everyone's favorite team with Antonio Gibson, LaVisca Chanel, and even Patrick Queen 
who's no slouch. He brings a lot of entertainment as well. They could go a variety of ways. Let's kind of see. Wilkes could make some sense. Let's do it. I love him. Do it. Yep. Wow. Well done. All right. What a draft. And we'll jump back into it tomorrow. And the Broncos will have the 12th pick tomorrow. Um, Before we move along, what do you feel like you learned from this, Dre? Um, A, that it's not as easy to draft these as it is just running a simulator. Very true. That (laughs) things get a little more complex. The other thing is, while yes, as we've said, you would really like to move up in that top 36 picks to ensure you get like an Austin Jackson, you're still going to get someone pretty damn good at 46. Yeah. Really what you'd like to do is use those extra picks you have from the third round on to try and move up twice to get within range in the mid fifties twice if possible And that could even mean moving back down from 46, so maybe three times if possible in the mid-50s to really try and guarantee one of those second-tier offensive tackles, another wide receiver who's a stud, maybe even LaVisca, and a really high-end corner, especially Bryce Hall. Yep. Yeah, I think that's good stuff. Or defensive back, even Jeremy Chin, Terrell Burgess, someone like that would be great. But if you can move up to kind of ensure you get the second tier guys, instead of having to settle on the third tier guys, that's what would really be nice. Yep. Because I think with those like that, that pick at 95, for example, and that's a pick where you're going to have somebody you probably like somebody of value. And, and for this time through that wound up being a cave Wallace, who isn't my favorite of the safeties. Um, You know, but 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 that's that's like a good good get there. But I, I get what you're saying. You know, you look at 46. We had the Broncos taking J- Lucas Niang. After that, mm-hmm. Jalen Johnson, Ayuk, Isaiah Wilson, Fulton, Igbenogany, Chin, Davis Gaither, J.K. Dobbins, Visca, Cam Akers, Wanagu, Terrell Lewis. Even uh, there's just so many guys, and that's oh. like kind of how the rest of that second round shook out. But then you get right. into the third round, where you still have guys like Biotish. Shadik Charles, Damon Arnett, Cameron Dantzler, KJ Hamler, Troy Pride Jr., Troy Dye, Matt Abugi, uh, KJ Hill. Broncos got Brian Edwards. Um, still Matt right. Hennessy, still Darnay Holmes. There's a ton of value in that second half of the second and uh, first third of the third. I totally agree. I see that's where the strength of this draft is. And it was mm-hmm. the more late second, early third, even like mid third picks you have the better you're going to like your class yeah because then once you get to that that last two thirds of the third round it's a little different yep know? like you can still off. find some guys but again it's oh, like sure Kayvon wallace a guy you're happy with but right. he isn't jeremy chin he isn't antoine winfield jr mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um he isn't bryce hall he isn't he definitely isn't bryce hall you know Dar- he isn't darnay holmes Troy Pride, yeah, okay, we've said the names. Uh, before we move along, one more thing. Uh, how would you grade this class for the Broncos so far through three rounds? As a recap, took Henry Ruggs in the first, you take Lucas Niang in the second, and then in the third, you snag Brian Edwards, uh, 
and you snag Kayvon Wallace. Yeah, so you get five guys in my top 95. Oh, and Matt Hennessy. Forgot Matt Hennessy. There Matt Hennessy. Um, three guys in my top 51. You get a first-round grade in um, Henry Ruggs. I think this is, a, it might not be an A+, plus, but this is an A draft. You're addressing all the needs. You're taking care of business. You're getting five future starters and mostly all immediate contributors. Uh, you're mining value. You're not getting a ton of steals, but you're getting small steals every step of the way. I think for my board, the only um, pick where the guy we selected wasn't ranked higher than where we picked him would be the Hennessy pick because that was 88, right? Yep. And I have uh, Hennessy ranked as 90, 83. 83. Hennessy's 93 on my board. Okay. Um, but still, I mean, I, you know. Was easily within that range. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you expect from Hennessy in year one? Uh, for him to compete with someone like Morris and depending on if they want to start Wilkins at guard, maybe, um, you know, push, push the veterans who would start in that spot um, and really be kind of the long-term option at center by year two at worst year three and kind of be, you know, beyond that Matt Paradis, Connor McGovern trajectory. All right. Perfect. Um, before we move along to your questions, uh, we do want to tell you how much we love Strava Craft coffee. Um, Strava Craft is the best option for CBD-infused coffee. You can get it in K-Cups for your Keurig. You can get it in whole beans. You can get it in grounds. And you can get it for 20% off using code DNVR20. Um, it's a great deal. They'll ship it straight to your door. CBD has helped so many people with so many different things, ranging from anxiety to depression to physical pain, like IBS or back pain or arthritis. Um, Check it out. See what it can do for you. Again, they deliver it right to you. It's so simple, and they can give it to you in whatever form you need. Um, plus, use DNVR20. It'll get you 20% off, um, and they support us, so we appreciate it when you support them. All right, into these questions now. We think we've sorted through all the ones that we have answered and which ones we haven't. Um, let's jump in. All right, so these are from the show two shows ago um the ones that we missed okay wait a minute here it is 17 comments there we go uh from ubeni lava draft boys first just want to say welcome back to the comment section big t good to have you back draft question who are you looking at as late day three picks as outside linebacker edge rusher to push Malik Reed? I like Reed, but I think we can improve on that position. I know you've mentioned Christian Rector, but would he be more of a five technique? Uh, two players I'm looking at are Derek T- uh, Tuska from NDSU. Henry will probably know something about him. I know a couple things about him. And Tiba Galliai from Utah State. I like Derek's motor and think he could perform well against the run, but I think both would have to fill out a little bit more. That's exactly it. Both have excellent names, though. Very good names. Um, any thoughts on Tuska or Gal- Galilei? Tuska, former um, former Washington, uh, fairly highly recruited, then went the FCS route, transferred, and had a decent career. Yeah, he'll be a he'll be a nice depth pick on day three. I'm not sure he has a 
He has what it takes to be a stand-up edge. Galei, the only thing I'd counter with is at Utah State, I'm not sure he ever reached um, any of the heights that Malik Reed did in the Mountain West. So that's what you need to remember. Malik Reed might seem like a bum now after a year in the NFL, but uh, when he was in the, in the Mountain West, he was a killer. Um, I think I don't think that's as much of a need because beyond Malik Reed, you have Itachu and you have Hollins there. Uh, so I really don't, I, I think I'd rather someone on the inside and maybe Asia Johnson can play a couple snaps outside or what have you. Um, but yeah, that I'm not sure that's a, that's a major need. I agree. Um, it'd be a luxury pick for sure to get it anywhere before the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Um, One again, guy I, I would, I wouldn't mind if the Broncos gave themselves some luxury picks sure. to use in the fourth round though, third round, if any of these guys slip. One such luxury pick I would like is Trayvon Hill, um, the Mm. mercurial defensive end from Miami. He was a phenom at Virginia Tech like two years ago um, and then slowed things down, transferred to Miami, and just never got it back. If you can ever get him back to be the player he was two years ago, though, I mean, you're talking about a first-round talent, essentially. Yep. Yeah. I think that's good stuff. Um, moving on, Count Locula with the addition of Gordon, should we entertain trading number 30? Considering he was free, should we try to get some value before his contract war begins? Love the count. I'm not sure. The only trade that would work would be for a team that is willing to sign, you know, basically re-up uh, Phil's contract right away. I'm not sure you're going to get much in return. I think exactly. they're better off just keeping Phil for the, the rest of his contract and then seeing when both him and Gordon are up who you want to prioritize and how you want to move. Exactly. Because if you lose Phil, then you're probably using the pick you get for him. Probably, I mean, if, if I'm the Broncos, I think that if you trade Phil, you get a fifth rounder for him. Something around good, there. Good point. Yeah, yeah. probably. And, and I would probably be tempted to use a second or a third on his replacement and yeah and putting yourself in that situation just doesn't seem all that valuable it is interesting to talk about though and i think people will be mad that you even brought it up count um yes hope you're ready uh <laughs> elway for press elway for press there we go that's right um who says ian rapaport just tweeted I had a GM tell me the media is longer about mock drafts this year than you guys have ever been Point being, players are going to be taken in places no one expects. Followed by Daniel Jeremiah tweeting, I believe we'll see less groupthink in the draft this year at Pro Day's coaches and scouts from different teams spend so much time around each other and they end up forming a consensus on players. Not the case this year. Some will be shocked at how high and low these guys go. Okay, given this, who do you think are the candidates to be drafted before 15 that we are not generally identifying? For me, I always gravitate towards positions of value. Quarterback, offensive line, defensive line, cornerback. These are the most expensive positions in free agency, so most, or the smart teams, exercise financial responsibility by drafting their core at these positions and then filling in the gaps at less less expensive positions via free agency. So I think it's almost a lock. We see three quarterbacks drafted early, probably four. C.J. Henderson will be in the top 15 and probably another corner. What about an edge rusher like Chasen? both Brown and Kinlaw. I could see Zach Vaughn going higher than expected. If Rapp and DJ are correct, this could work out very well for Denver if we indeed covet one of the top three receivers. Yeah, I mean, so this all stems from the pro days. That The pro days is where media gather intel. 
where other scouts gather intel from other scouts. And it just leads to all this trickle down of information that we don't have this year, which might lead to a little more independent thinking and a little more, um, you know, and as media types, we're still kind of feeding into each other's beliefs, but scouts are oblivious to that on the outside world. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting because then John always said he thinks it might be a fairly predictable mock because there's all that uncertainty. Um, and yeah, we'll see. I mean, it'll be some variation of the two. The draft is always unpredictable, really. Guys yep. who we could see. Now, I would counter, I'm not so sure we'll see all these corner quarterbacks taken. Agreed. Um, you know, quarterbacks are tough to read. Some years, like last year, I thought, Haskins Locke would go in the top 10 and Daniel Jones maybe would sneak in in that area too. And then Haskins dropped outside of the top 10 and Locke dropped outside of the first round. Um, You just never know with quarterbacks and how they're seen. There's, you know, it's all about who's thirsty for one. CJ Henderson, certainly a possibility to to be taken in that area. I think it's likely. I think at this point, it's more likely than not CJ Henderson goes before the Broncos pick. That's a very good point. And, you know, just if four quarterbacks were to go, um, I wouldn't be blown away. I'm I'm expecting just about anything, but I think that'd be a pretty big reach on Jordan Love. Yeah. Uh, A couple other names, you know, Javon Kinlaw, I think could definitely be up in there. I I think... Caleb Von Chasen could be a guy that we are underrating. I think, yep. again, position, sure. position of need, a guy who's been consistently in about the same range throughout the process. He may be a little bit higher. Um, I know Kenneth Murray's really clean off the field. Like People love him just interviewing off the charts. Just a captain, you know, clean through and through, and his tape is great. He just needs to learn to cover a bit more. So maybe the NFL would believe in a guy like that more than we do. Um, and overdraft him. I think Jefferson could go higher than people are predicting. Mm-hmm. Just, I think DeAndre Swift Jefferson. is a total wild card. I think he could be a third round pick. I think he could be a first. I, I think he could be the 10th pick, not knowing off the top of my head. Wait, who is number 10? 10 is the Browns. So it won't be 10, but it could be right around there, I think. I think similar to Murray, Patrick Queen could jump up. I mean, I keep saying mm-hmm. he reminds me of Roquan Smith. Um, yeah. He's ranked almost the same for me. And Rokon went top 10. Uh, so I could see that happen. I could see AJ Epines and Ezra Cleveland kind of. Epines um, is a good one. Busting the party. Yeah, that production from Epinesa And like, again, if you adjust your models and you look at those combine numbers as he's a lighter defensive lineman and not a big edge rusher, they're actually kind of fine. Like he's not a superb athlete, but he's fine. Like yeah. that's not how he wins. He wins with his length, hands, and power. And, and kind of in that same vein, you know, Cesar Ruiz, Lloyd Cushenberry. You know, I don't know that they're top fifteen yeah. picks, but I definitely think that they could be in the twenties. Sure, sure. I mean, uh, it's possible a third corner could crash the party too. Yep, I could see yeah, Ant- think- Antoine Winfield being kind of some of those other guys jumping up at least into the twenties. Um, I, I think here's that- the other thing. Mocks might be blown up, but they might be blown up because what happens from pick 16 to 32 is the really unpredictable part. I think so. I think that's where you there's know? a lot more unpredictability. Right. Um, a lot more and then even, again, after there, I think that's why I like that value so much. Late second, early third. 
there's going to be some guys we all really like in that range. We're going to be disappointed if we don't have picks there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, that was good stuff there. I think, is there one more question on here? Those should be all of them. If Those we miss the question of, of yours, you just, uh, yeah, just tell send us those over. We, then we have screwed it up and we lost track. Um, okay. Uh, oh, there was a, Okay, here we go. Uh, NJ Bronco 85 says, hello, DNVR family. It's been a while since I was able to listen or comment. The last few months have been very difficult and trying as I entered the Fire Academy. Wow, that's a good oh. one. Wow, appreciate what that. What a time to be doing that. That's crazy. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm proud to say I'm officially a career firefighter. Damn, congrats. Very nice, congrats. Uh, I'm excited to be back and looking forward to catching up on all the awesome content. You've all been missed. You have been missed too, NJ Bronco 85. Samuel Bisu says, hey guys, I posted this question two shows ago. I will post again. Hey guys, I hope you and your family are healthy and well. Question, if the Broncos go tackle in the first round and then go Visca in the second, what other receiver would you pair with him in the later rounds so that they can complement each other and have some insurance if Visca can't stay healthy? In my opinion, that if the Broncos can get a top four tackle, they should take him. Or if they're not there, trade back and get two picks before 45 so they can get Ezra Cleveland or Josh Jones and two receivers like Hamler and Visca, or something like this. What do you think? I really love all the ways you cover the team, the different podcasts, the new mock draft videos are excellent, and the forum you gave us to interact. I've been on our Discord chat room and gotten to know more about the people in the community. So glad. Uh, this is me talking now, by the way. So glad that you're doing that. Everybody who hasn't joined the DMVR Lounge, jump in there. It's so much fun. There's always conversation popping about your favorite teams and about other stuff, too. Um, so go to the website. You can find out about that. It's a Discord um, server that we put together. Uh, he finishes by saying, so if anyone listening is not a subscriber, I don't know what you're waiting for. Totally agree, Samuel Bisu. Okay, jumping no. in. Who are your favorite fits um, with Visca? From the third round on. Third round like, on. He suggests Hamler with Visca, but I, I, I think those are both second rounders, so I don't Likely. know how you But you never know. Happen. They could fall. That's true. Um. Definitely we had Hamler in the third. Rager. We did. We did. That's true. Um, not all the way to 77, but we did. I think so. More yeah, realistically, KJ Hill, Van Jefferson would be nice compliments. Lim Bowden Jr. would be a terrific compliment. James Prochet or John Hightower with that speed. Quest Watkins would be a really nice compliment much later on. Yep. And so, I think that that's you know, what you're really looking for is speed. Yeah. Um, and slot ideally. versatility. Exactly. Because, you know, when, when you have a guy like KJ Hill, you know that he's playing in the slot and you want him pretty much in the slot whenever he's on the field with a guy like Visca, maybe want him in the slot about half the time, want him doing other stuff about half the time, maybe even less than half in the slot. That's why I almost think a guy like Brian Edwards could be a good fit because Edwards is another guy I could see you using in the slot. Um, Not enough to call him just a slot guy but enough to take some of the snaps away. So it's a pretty healthy rotation between Brian Edwards and Visca and Deshaun Hamilton in the slot in those three receiver sets. Yeah. They'd be redundant, but I think you can have two of that player essentially. Yeah. I mean, with what you have, you have enough of that versus, I mean, you know, you've addressed the big bodies. It's time to fill out other stuff. Exactly. Um, let's see. What do we think of trying to get two picks for 45? I, I, I like it. Um, I think that if you trade down from 15, you probably don't want to go down more than 
let's say you don't want to go down more than 12 spots. Ideally, you're jumping down four to six spots. Yeah, I mean, even that's kind of... Yeah, that'd be ideal because then you could still get guys like Justin Jefferson. Exactly. Um, Trade up for Mooney says, I'd like to push back a little on the value of late round picks this year. They seem more valuable than ever. Each pick comes with the equivalent of a top 30 visit, private workout sessions, and the opportunity to do medicals on the player. Normally you get this information for free. It comes from the draft process and only costs a top 30 visit. This year you have to pay for it by drafting the player and getting them in the building. If other players are scared of a player due to uncertainty, you can buy with these late round picks. The inverse is also true. More questions about prospects at all levels of the draft, which disincentivizes consolidating picks and doubling or tripling down into even more uncertainty than usual. Think this makes sense? Yeah, in some ways. I think that you know, you're not going to have nearly as much information about the late round guys. Um, and you know, if the Broncos hold Pat with all their picks, I won't be all that disappointed. I don't think that that's their best case scenario, but, uh, I do think that, you know, if, if you have two seventh round picks and you feel happy with how you address your needs, then you're kind of freed up to take a pair of running backs and say, you know what, you're not both making the roster, but, uh, we're willing to give JJ Taylor a chance to give it a run and another guy a chance to give it a run too. Um, and that's kind of how I see it is. As soon as you get late there, you're just taking flyers. You may even be taking multiple flyers at the same position. Yeah, I mean, everyone's in the same boat, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure it's too different from the last few years. And, you know, I mean, teams do have different information uh, based on who you're bringing in and, and what have you. So, yeah, I'm not sure it's too different, but I think that's a, a pretty thought-out um, question. If that was your theory going into the draft, I think you could – I think it could work. Yeah, you know, sure. I think that could be your philosophy is we want these late round guys and seeing if we can check them out. Okay. A uh, last question from the count says, are there ever times while perusing the tape of our faithful prospects, when you feel like you see something that other draft experts seem to have ignored or missed altogether? And can you give a specific example? Thanks. The count. So I'm not sure if I could say that I've seen something that other draft experts ignore um, I will say that I'm lower on Henry Ruggs's uh, route running, and that's been one that I've gone back to a few times. I've, I've seen, like, I'll be scrolling through Twitter and somebody will say, wow, can't believe that he's still being called this bad of a route runner. Um, and, then I, and then I'm like, wow, that's weird. And so then I get on the tape and I look and I'm like, meh. Like, he's, he's average there. I don't think he should be praised at all. Um, there's things like that or things like uh, – wow, does Antoine Winfield sure seem to be like just a jitterbug. Like he is just everywhere. He's fast. He's quick. He's doing everything. Um, he looks like he could be special, and I feel like I'm not hearing much about him. But I, don't, I think everybody still sees that he's fast and quick, but just doesn't value it the same way, um, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Those are a couple things that kind of jump up to me and I keep thinking about. Yeah, I mean, other people will see this kind of stuff, but you might be in the minority. Um on certain things. I certainly have felt like that about, um, a lot of O linemen through the years. Um, you know, Jedrick Wills this year and how I feel like he's just better suited at guard and people are kind of overlooking some of his, uh, his deficiencies in, uh, pass protection and his ability to move in space and what have you. And they're not taking into account the, so here's one thing I feel like a lot of analysts don't take into account 
with offensive tackle prospects is that a lot of these guys, it's a problem I had with Mike McGlinchey. A lot of these guys, the Georgia guys coming from top programs where they're ahead by double digits, like 10 minutes into the first quarter in 90% of their games. And the rest of the time they're just running the ball and they're able to throw it off play action and throw it in more spread concepts and get it out quick. And the defense is always on their toes and never able to pin their ears back. Uh, Like people get so amped up about like some pancakes and great blocks, but it's like, that doesn't matter as much to me for a offensive tackle. Who's going to be thrown to the wolves with a top 10 pick in a team that's going to be down most games. And it's going to have to, throw the ball to get out of these deficits and is going to have to do it against NFL talents and throw the ball like 40 times a game in those situations. Is this guy going to hold up or is he going to have two, three plays a game where he just falls apart and gives up a huge game changing hold or sack or what have you? Those are the things I I try to take into account when contextualizing Mm -hmm. uh, pass protectors on at offensive tackle, especially. You know, we've we've had a lot of talks about Brian Edwards, but but he's one where again, it's not like I'm seeing something other people aren't seeing, but when I see him make one-handed catches, contested catches over his head, or, mm-hmm. or watch him running down the sideline, reach out in front of him with one hand and bring in the contested catch with one hand, and watch him do this kind of stuff over and over and over and over again. I wonder why some people still say he's a fourth round pick, a fifth round pick. Because you see that and you say, this translates. I mean, who knows if he can get separation, but we know he's good for a pretty crazy catch maybe every other game. Um, I think that will translate early. I I think that he's probably a second-round, third-round talent. Um, Mm -hmm. I think. I I mean, I think he's a second-round talent, but I think the Broncos might be able to snag him in the third round is what I'm saying. Um, That ability to make tough catches like that, though, I've found that translates more than maybe just about anything a receiver does. Yeah, I I think Brian Edwards is a stud. We have covered that in depth, though. And we landed him in our mock draft. And if you want to know who the Broncos are going to land in the last four uh, rounds of the draft, which I think Dre and I are just realizing is going to be a pretty long project, um, tune in tomorrow because we'll have the rest of this mock draft, the rest of our preview, the day three preview, and then on Thursday, tune in about a half hour before the draft when Dre and I and RK uh, with special appearances from Mace and Zach and some special guests, some really special guests and uh, some less special guests from around DNVR. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll take you all the way through the draft Thursday night. We'll take you all the way through the draft Friday night, talking Broncos the whole way, talking Broncos strategy, talking the prospects. It's going to be a lot of fun. So many people involved with making this a cool thing. And I really think that it's going to pan out. Um, So stick with us. Um, We'll be back tomorrow. If you have any questions, as always, I think we're back on track. Uh, Leave them in the comment section for the post for today's show at thedmbr.com. And if we did miss your question, just repost it in there and we'll get to it tomorrow. And that'll um, that'll be it for real shows before the draft. All right. That's going to do it for today. We'll see you guys tomorrow.